Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Kaz. You are listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. Stay tuned for the next hour as friends have fun sharing many insightful gems. Which will allow you to realise and value that we are all unique. Yes, we are all unique. You're listening to Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. Well, Karen, here we are again. Oh, you jumped in first. Yes. That's very interesting, isn't it? That I jumped in? Yeah, because it's not normally happens. No, you're usually right in there, straight up. Yeah, I know. Anyway, today's theme, Kaz, what is it? Today's theme is vulnerability. Ah, I just love vulnerability. Because it is not a weakness and that myth is profoundly dangerous. Vulnerability is the birthplace of innovation, creativity and change. That was Brené Brown. And if anyone wants to have a fantastic 20 minutes, just Google her TED Talk on vulnerability. Very entertaining, very insightful. And actually a lot of our quotes today that I've actually gathered about vulnerability are actually from Brené Brown. So, mm. introduce our beautiful guest. Our special guest for today yes. is Kim Tiong, and she is the owner of 134 Matchsticks, a place where she enables her clients to transform their own lives by combining transformation coaching and change work. Kim started her career as an external auditor at Deloitte. How do I say that? Deloitte. Deloitte, not being an accountant, I'm not savvy with that, <laughs> and, DB, and BDO. She left the corporate world as a senior audit manager to set up her own audit training business where she was invited to partner with organisations such as Chartered Accountants Australia and New Zealand, the Australian Institute of Management, CPA Australia and Sydney's Professional Development Forum. Wow. She's right up my alley. I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're both, I'm, I'm a CPA, but anyway, keep going. Yes. However, Kim found that she was still unfulfilled and through a series of life-changing decisions, transformed her life. We're going to find out about that. Exactly. Many of her clients describe working with her as a journey of self-discovery, which allows them to drop their mask and go on to achieve extraordinary results. Wow. Sounds awesome. Welcome, Kim. Oh, thank you, Karen and Kaz, for having me. Yeah. No, we're really Huge excited. Huge changes by the sound of it if you're um, an auditor. <laughs> exactly. Very big changes, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So you chose the theme vulnerability today. I did. And I'm really grateful you are. You did, thank you. Why did you choose it though? I guess that quote that um, you led with by Brene Brown really says it all. A lot of people think that vulnerability is a weakness. Mm. Yes. And I suppose lately it's been coming up as a theme with quite a few of my clients. And I really... Um, Yeah, I guess I agree wholeheartedly with Brene that vulnerability isn't a weakness at all. And in fact, I think it's the opposite in that you need incredible strength to be vulnerable. It's courageous, isn't it? Yeah. To Um, put yourself out there. Absolutely. Authentically, yeah. Absolutely. And I guess for me, it's all about connection. And I think what underpins connection a lot of the time is vulnerability and that Mm. ability to be vulnerable, to let down our guard, so to speak, to take down those walls that we build up to try and protect ourselves, yes. to really allow people in. And it's amazing how many opportunities come your way when you do that. Absolutely. When you're vulnerable. Yeah, mm. totally. And I was actually, I, I thought it's there, but it might not be there, that she actually goes on to also say that it's quite interesting is that 
we're looking for vulnerability in other people, but we're hiding it within ourselves yeah. because it's, it's, I guess it's how we, whether it's, it's uh, power is not the right word, but how we, I guess we validate ourselves. Mm, absolutely. I yes. think a lot of it is about worthiness and are we worthy enough for love and am I stronger than you? Even? Yes. And, yes. And that we somehow link that to a worthiness mm. Um, around, well, if I'm stronger than you, then perhaps that means that I'm more worthy of love than you and yeah. more worthy of connection than mm. you. And whereas, um, I guess, conversely, we're scared of disconnection and scared of losing that love, yes. um, which is why we try not to be vulnerable and try to put up these walls and these masks and this facade to say, no, I'm strong, it's okay, everything's all right, I don't need help, mm. because we're scared of that love or connection being taken away and scared of saying, well, or people knowing, well, if they knew this part about me or if they knew this thing about me or if they saw this in me, then perhaps they wouldn't love me or they wouldn't, I wouldn't be enough for them. Yeah, which is ridiculous, isn't it? Because we're it's all sort of like imperfect. isolating yourself though, yeah. really. Yeah, it really is. If you yeah. Kind of, yeah, I um, visualise. You're cutting half of you off. We yeah. wouldn't cut an arm off. Absolutely. Yes. And I guess um, I, that really came to the forefront for me um, I don't know if we should go into it now, yeah. but I, yeah, I guess as you were alluding to, I, my life completely changed when I was mm. 31 years old. I was in this corporate career and then left that, set up my own business and was still really unfulfilled. And at the same time, similarly unfulfilled in my marriage at the time as well. We're going to leave it at that. Okay. <laughs> because we're going to go to our first song. Oh. Because that is going to be a long conversation because I really love the way that you're so open and vulnerable in the way you always share that story. So our first song just so happens to be Vulnerable by Roxette. So enjoy, <laughs> everybody. Welcome back. You're listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 or 90.3, your community radio station. Well, I haven't heard that version before. No, it was a nice song, wasn't it? It was. But jumping right back now, Kim, you were just saying a few life-changing decisions? Yeah, so I guess I um, went through my career change, set up my first business and that was going well, but again, still not fulfilled. So, And at the same time, I wasn't feeling very fulfilled in my marriage. And while... I had a great friendship with my ex-husband and we were really great friends. We got along really well and I guess on the outside everything looked perfect. How long have you been married? Uh, married for four years but together for 12 years in total. Yeah. And I guess, um, yeah, really, I, if I'm very honest with myself, I was never really attracted to him in the first place and I always had this inkling that he wasn't right for me. Yeah. So why did you marry him? It was a lot of the shoulds. So okay. I guess what I realized around that time was I'd been living my whole life according to all the shoulds and all yeah. these expectations that I thought you were supposed to do. So having the corporate career, having the properties, having the perfect marriage, all of those sorts of things that you were supposed to have. And that's I realized that um, I, yeah, my whole life had been built around all of these shoulds. Mm without actually realising or knowing who I was and not really knowing what I wanted out of life, just knowing that I was feeling unfulfilled and lost. So was that the? do you feel that was because of the way you were brought up? 
So you were Malaysian Chinese? Yeah, 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 that's right. So I was born in Melbourne, but my parents are Malaysian Chinese. So they were both born in Malaysia. And I guess it's part of, um, I guess part of the culture mm. is sort of having that really successful kind of hardworking mentality, which is a great um, yes. great background and a great uh, way to be brought up. But at the same time, feeling a lot of expectations, particularly because I knew that my parents, when they came to Australia, didn't have much at all. They um, would have had like the, the uh, I guess, fulfilled their dream of actually leaving, leaving. Malaysia to come to Australia. Yeah, I guess my dad came as a student and he came to finish his studies in Melbourne and then my mum got married um, to him and then she moved out about 10 years later when she was about 30. And at that time, again, they didn't really have much. So it was like they were starting from scratch. So I'd seen my parents for my whole life really starting from nothing and building their way up, having Mm. businesses and really creating this life for us, for their children. And for me, I guess I felt a lot of pressure. Um, also that my dad's background was he was an accountant. So I thought, oh, okay. well, that's, <laughs> that's kind of what, what a job is, is yes. <laughs> being an accountant, yeah. having a desk job, having that stable, steady income. Yes. And that reliability in which to always fall, be able to fall back on. Yeah, and you didn't pick an easy um, task of auditing. No, no, <laughs> no one likes the auditor. I know, I know. Because that auditor's definitely going to find something. I know. <laughs> That's definitely, um, yeah, we definitely had a lot of that walking into walking into companies and thinking, oh my gosh, here are the auditors again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> one of my favourite jokes is because uh, I think most of our listeners know that I am an accountant even though I'm I don't practice as much as I used to, that um, I became creative after I sort of chose my new career that I am now because if I was a creative accountant, I would have ended up in jail. (laughs) (laughs) That's very true. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I guess when I was choosing my career path, I had no idea. You know, I left school, um, I finished school when I was about 17 or 18 thereabouts, went to university, thought I have no idea what I want to do, but it seems like commerce is what you're supposed to do or at least one of the... Yeah, a good background. A good background and one of the um, the areas that seemed acceptable in some <laughs> way. So either law or medicine or commerce or something like that seemed, seemed like a good choice. So I went with commerce and again, had no idea what to do. So just sort of fell into auditing because I'd heard that that was one of the broadest areas you could start in because yes. you could go out, see lots of different companies, see how yeah. lots of different workplaces worked and you don't, you're not stuck in the office as well. You get to be out <laughs> at client sites with working in different teams. So that's why I chose auditing and th- sort of thinking that oh, I'll be there for three years, get my CA and leave. And then maybe eight years later, I was still there thinking, what am I doing? How yes. did I end up here? And I guess it was a similar thing with my marriage as well. Um, so uh, roughly the same time for both? Yeah, roughly the same time. So what age were the you time, then? 28, 29? Yeah, 28, 29. Maybe it's, it was a Saturn return or something. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's exactly what I was going to say, that yeah. 28, 29, yeah. it really is the, um, you know, like they say the 27 club and it, it, it just seems to all fall together where you start to, I, I think, guess go from a young person into a woman or into a man. It's sort of at that return, isn't it? Yeah, well, the studies actually show that our brain isn't fully developed until about 28 years old, 28 with men and slightly earlier for women. Yeah, that's why I say a man shouldn't get married before 27, 28. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, well, can I please tell my sons they're 32 and 35? <laughs> they're a little behind. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, so you made the choice to leave the marriage and then leave your business and leave what you were doing, being doing auditing. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So um, at that stage I was – I'd left auditing a couple of years before that and I suppose that sort of spurred on this, well, what do I actually want to do? Yeah. And yeah. how did you find that? So what I, you wanted to do, like, you know? Yeah, I guess for me it was a series of small steps that yeah. in a direction that felt right for me. So initially I was in my business um, providing audit consulting services or consulting services to audit firms and someone mentioned, well, maybe you should look at NLP, neurolinguistics programming. Maybe that could mm. help you to grow your business. I thought, okay, that sounds interesting. Don't really know much about it. So I went and looked into it and actually thought, wow, this is really interesting, interesting and stuff, got yeah. some really big, um, insightful, I guess, shifts in my life as well from NLP. And the place that I studied my NLP certification with also offered life coaching. So I thought, okay, that sounds interesting. Maybe I'll try that out too. And then I ended up um, doing the life coaching certification as well. And I thought, mm. this is it. This is actually what I what want, you want to, to do. do. Which leads us into our second song, which Kim has actually chosen yes. today. And aptly named, It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Enjoy, everybody. Welcome back. You've been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on 88.7 and 90.3, your community radio station. I don't know what's going on with these um, things today. I've got my knobs all wrong. <laughs> Doesn't matter, does it? <laughs> it's all right. We're technically challenged sometimes. I know. It must be just the full moon that we've just recently had. So, Kim, you chose that song. Why? I did choose that song. I guess, like, as we were talking about before, um, it really aligns with my realisation of, well, actually, it's, it is my life. I really need to take responsibility for my life and steering it in the direction that I want to be going in. So I love that. If mm. I'm not fulfilled in my life and feeling miserable where I am, then I really can't blame that on anyone else. I really no. need to take responsibility and just take steps in the right direction for me. So I guess I sort of came to the realisation one day when I woke up and thought, if maybe a little bit morbid, but if I were to die tomorrow, would I be satisfied? Would I be happy with what I had achieved in life? And I realized that, no, I wouldn't at all be happy. I wouldn't at all be satisfied. And I would have felt very unfulfilled and sad that I'd wasted my time here. So that's when I had that realization, you know what? It is my life. I really do need to take this responsibility and to steer it in the direction that I want yeah. to go in. I love that. Uh, that yes, yeah, so do I. And that, um, that quote, you know, it's, it's very similar to the quote from Steve um, Apple. Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs. Why have I forgotten these Steve Apple. Yeah, Steve Apple. No, I said from Apple. Yeah, Steve Jobs was amazing. Mm. Um, And, you know, obviously he had a great life too, but it is about people realising that they are the only person they're going to spend their entire life with. Mm. So why aren't they taking responsibility? And, you know, if you're not happy, make yourself happy. Yeah, Mm. exactly. You You can't put that on to someone else to do for you. No. No, mm. you certainly can't. 
So, Kim, um, so you, you went off to NLP training and then you started to become a coach. And I can see with those profound wisdom why so many of your clients have a major shift when they work with you. Did you, you straight away think coaching was, was what you had been leading to even though you felt you had gone down a couple of dead ends? They led you to where you were? I suppose I'd always really enjoyed mentoring and coaching, even in my corporate career as Mm. an external auditor. That was really the part of the job that was keeping me there when I was a senior manager, just being able to coach and mentor and help other people. And when I discovered life coaching, there was almost like a a click or a light bulb sort of went on and I thought, yeah, this is, this is kind of cool. This is what I want to be doing for now. And I suppose that's also the way that I approach life now is, okay, I don't entirely know whether life coaching and coaching and NLP is for me for the rest of my life. And that's okay. But all I know is that right now in this moment, this is absolutely what I want to be doing and I wouldn't be doing anything else. Mm. So I'm more than happy to, explore opportunities other opportunities if they were to come along but right now in this moment this is what I want to be doing so I'm just happy to sit here that's beautiful I know I love the way that it's just you've just taken each opportunity one step has led this way and you know it may not be in the same direction in a few turns here and there and yeah absolutely you get to where you are now yeah and I love the analogy it's like if you're stuck in a desert you can't just sit there you know you need to take steps you need to take small steps and as you go along the journey or go along your path and you realize oh maybe that's not quite the direction so I'm going to go a little bit right or a little bit left instead and I think that's how life is I guess a lot of the time we feel trapped or we can trap ourselves thinking oh I know I'm not happy in my job and I I know this from my own experience so I know I'm not happy in my job or I know I'm not happy in my marriage but I've got no idea where else I would rather be I've got no idea what else to do so maybe if I just kind of sit here then something will come and hit me on the head and I'll be I'll be completely inspired Um, and I spent a great many years hoping that something would happen and something would come and find me but what I realized was in the end you know do you know what I need to go and find it so I need to take the first step in a direction that feels right for me and even if I don't know where that's going to end up it's just one step and then I realized as I kept taking these steps that things just became clearer Mm. that's um, so for people that don't know the same like don't know what where they're going or what they should be doing what would you suggest is you they do is it like just look for things that you're interested in yeah yeah and I'm not talking about from a a business or a professional point of view just something that interests you something you're passionate about yeah regardless of whether it's you know business based or whatever yeah, but, because you, know, you never know where say, that's going to take you. Yeah, but you know, if you do, your, if your passion is your business, you never work a day in your life. Yeah, I know, but you've got to find. You know, not everyone wants a business. Yeah, yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I do know what you mean, and I I also agree with you, Karen, in that yeah, absolutely. Once you find your passion, yeah. your purpose, you feel like you're never working a day in your life. Yeah. I think that's very true. But at the same time, a lot of people don't know what they're passionate about or what their purpose exactly. is. So I think. In that instance, it is about just taking what's one step in a direction that feels good or seems interesting even. Yeah. For Maybe you. something even that you've been interested in but never actually delved into to absolutely. find out anything. So it's like, oh, I've always been interested in such and such yeah. but I've never gone there. And I guess another yeah. thing to add to that is 
I think a lot of the time we do know what's right for us. We do know a direction that feels good for us. It's just that we don't allow ourselves mm. to go in that direction. Or and we self-doubt. Yeah, yeah. We self-doubt. There's a fear there because we don't know what's there. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think there's also a little bit of shame sometimes around it um, in that there's this sense of, well, who am I to go and do this or I'm, I need to, all, I guess, this idea of all these responsibilities or all these shoulds again yeah. sort of coming into it. So I should be doing this or I really need to be doing this mm. and this is what's expected of me rather than going off and pursuing something that I'm actually interested in. Yeah. And I think that holds a lot of people yeah. back yeah, that we I, don't I totally give ourselves that permission. It's like we've been sold that you have to have a job, a car, the kids, the family, mm-hmm. da 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 yeah. And if I want to go off here and it might seem selfish or this or that, and as you said, who am I to shine my light? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Which leads us into our next song, which is called Fight Song. So maybe it's the internal fight we're talking about just as much as any other I don't know. What, how does this resonate with you, Kim? You chose this song, is that correct? Yes. I did choose this song, yeah. So I think it is more of an internal fight. Yeah. It is very much so. I think a lot of the time, well, the main thing for me is about internal work. I think in order to get to where you want to go, it's very much about going inside, doing a lot of internal work, combining that with external action to then be able to go out and create what you want but I think the first step is around that internal work first right Mm. well this song is by Rachel Platten so enjoy everybody welcome back you're listening to inspiring pearls of wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3 please like us on our Facebook page inspiring pearls of wisdom and we've all got a bit of fight left in us I liked take back my life song I think that was a really good phrase because mm. that's what it is. Get past the um, the discomfort and actually go in and enjoy it. Mm. Does that make sense? Yes. Cool. So, Kim, every now and then we like to ask our guests if they have a favourite quote that inspires them. I guess the one that comes to mind right now is Audrey Hepburn's Nothing is Impossible and the word itself says I'm possible. Mm. Yeah, oh, I love we've that. We've talked that, about yeah. that before too. Yeah, we love looking at words. And, and she is everywhere, of... even now, isn't she? Mm. Decades later, amazing. she is everywhere. Five, five decades later. Yeah. She's amazing. Mm. She And she sort of is the um, essence of... Womanly. Elegance, I think. Yeah, mm. elegance, womanly. And she, like, there never seemed to be any scandal around her or anything like that. She just She's just timeless. Yeah. She even fits yeah. into today. Do you yeah. know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, which is beautiful. Kim, I was interested um, when I introduced you about your business name, 134 Matchsticks. Yeah. How, <laughs> what does that mean? How did it come about? It's based on the NLP idea that we're bombarded by billions of bits of information mm-hmm. and we can't possibly process all of that information. So we selectively choose um, a small amount. So in this is that number 134 bits is based on the NLP idea. And if you look at different research, different research shows different amounts of information that we can process. But going by that, um, it's like, I guess, sort of 
millions of matchsticks falling on your head every second, but you can only grab a handful of 134 matchsticks. So basically you're responsible for creating your reality at any moment in time based on what's going on for you. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit like wearing filters or glasses and seeing the world through the, uh, it's a miserable day today lens, you know? So if it's raining outside and you wake up and you think, oh, it's a miserable day, then suddenly everything turns into being this miserable day. So you're late in traffic or you've got to wait for your coffee or, Mm, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Versus if you were to wake up and see it's raining and just think, oh, it's just water, that's okay. Or how great is it that it's raining? How great is it that it's raining? Or we need the rain or whichever way you put it. And then suddenly that just, exactly. It's a different perspective, like wearing a different pair of glasses or a different lens. So that's where the name came from, 134 Matchsticks. Essentially, we're responsible for creating our reality, our perception of reality at any moment in time. Whereas I thought it was, you light the fire within the people ah, and you yeah. just let it, you know, like remember Mission Impossible when they used to light the <laughs> yeah, fire that's and right used to go. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I had in my mind. Yeah, well, I, I like that idea too. Okay, I do cool. like that. Yes. <laughs> I, I could imagine, um, as, as Kaz also uh, mentioned in the beginning, that your clients actually see it as a self-discovery, yeah. um, which is ex- everything that I'm about. And, you know, you have to start with yourself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How, Absolutely. How can you expect anyone else to be your ideal or whatever without you actually working on yourself? Yeah, absolutely. And I think part of that is also how can you expect to know what you want out of life and where you want to go if you don't really know yourself in the first place? Yes. I think that's a big part of it as well because while you may think that a direction is where you want to go or you may think that um, a certain type of relationship or a certain type of job is what you actually want, but when you finally get there, you might realize, oh, that's not really what I want. From the outside, it looked great, but mm. actually, that's not what I want. The old grass is greener. Mm. <laughs> and doesn't mean it necessarily is, does it, Cass? No, quite often it's not. Yes. Mm. So you mentioned earlier that, um, you know, your, your parents instilled with you, you know, to be financially secure and everything like that. So what does financial security actually mean to you? Financial security, I suppose I like thinking about financial freedom more yeah. than financial yeah, well, security. Well, that's what I mean. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess it's about having the ability to do what you want whenever you want, if that makes sense. So yes. having the ability to go on holidays if you want to go on holidays, having yeah. the ability to okay, um, invest in property or assets or whatever it is that you want to do or having the ability to, yeah, just, just do whatever you want um, based on, yeah, based on what you want. So not just having the money or the financial um, means to support your needs yes. but being able to go above that. Yeah, mm. so it gives you choice. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, and which is what people don't understand. Choice is what... Is everything. It is everything. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Being able to choose as you so desire. Yes. Isn't that right, Kaz? Yes. Which leads us into song number four. The time is just slipping, slipping away. I know. It's just, that's just gone so fast, those last couple, oh. since the last song. Well, we're nearly up to 40 minutes. Oh. So Vulnerability by Lulu is our fourth song, which I have chose, obviously, based on our theme today. So enjoy everybody. 
Welcome back. You've been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches 88.7 and 90.3. If there's something that you've really enjoyed in our show today and you'd like to follow up on that, please go to our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom. I really like that song. Yeah, so did I. It sort of had a like a mellow type hmm. feel to it. Being vulnerable is the only way to allow your heart to feel true pleasure. That was Bob Marley. He was pretty much of a philosopher in a lot of his songs, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. You don't think, think so? I think that's so true. Yeah. That quote. Um, I guess we try and dampen a lot of our feelings when we aren't vulnerable. So we try and dampen our vulnerability, which dampens a lot of our negative, Mm. well, so-called what we think of as negative feelings or that end of the spectrum. But I think doing that also dampens a lot of the the other side of the spectrum, so a lot of joy and love. So I don't think you can really have one without the other. Exactly. And actually Alana Morissette actually said, I found the more truthful and vulnerable I was, the more empowering it was for me, which totally makes sense as well, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I think, yeah, yeah, it's a lot about being able to own those parts of ourselves that Mm -hmm. we push far down. So a lot of Our shadow self. Yeah, our shadow self and a lot of the things that we're ashamed about or feel guilty about because we think, again, if you knew this about me, you wouldn't love me or you wouldn't want to Mm. connect with me or you wouldn't want to know about me. So we spend so much time building up these walls again and trying to protect ourselves and trying to put on this mask and this facade when in reality if we let people in and if we can own those parts of ourselves, then there's really nothing that can hurt us. That's when we realize yeah. that, well, no, it's all okay. And also that gives other people the permission to let down their mask, drop their yes. walls and lets them share yeah. and connect with us as And guess well. what? They're probably exactly the same. And that's, <laughs> or very I, similar. And that's yeah. what I love, absolutely. When yeah. I'm working with yeah. groups of people, that's what they realize that, hang on. This is a very similar thing. Yeah, we're, we're talking about very similar things. We're feeling very similar things. It's just that no one is talking about it. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, and I can understand why she says it's empowering. Yeah. Because you have to be courageous as well once you're courageous. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You feel empowered. Yeah, you are. Well, there's nothing else to hide. No. no. Yeah, which is beautiful. So, Kim, what inspiring little gems have you got for our listeners? Apart from everything else you've shared today, which has been really lovely. Oh, thank you. I guess um, what's coming to mind right now is a lot of what we've touched on. I think, Karen, you mentioned it before, is start with you. So really, really start with yourself. Um, Again, it's about, while I don't like giving advice as such, but I guess it's the philosophy that I live by. I love the Buddhist... um, sort of saying as well, when you point your finger, then there are four fingers pointing back towards you. Mm. So if something triggers you, you get upset, then it's not at all to do with the other person. It's about, well, what's happening with me? Or, um, again, getting to know yourself as well. So what makes me tick? Um, I know that that's been a big learning curve in my life, particularly around romantic relationships since um, since separating from my ex-husband has been, okay, I know that when I get angry, I need space and time. So just just stay away or I'll take myself away. <laughs> or when I, when I get sad or hurt, I will 
probably try and be strong. Like my, my fallback is to not be vulnerable and to try and be strong and do it Mm. alone. So I might actually physically turn my back on you, but in reality, I am crying out for you to be there. So it's sort of knowing these things about yourself and through all of that, if you can know all of that, if you can name all of that, then it's about, I guess, as we were saying before, it's being able to own those parts of ourselves that we push down that we don't want anyone else to see. And I think a lot of that does come down to vulnerability. If we can Mm. be vulnerable, then we can really start to own our power and Mm. be empowered and go out and create the life that we want. Yeah. I love the fact that you actually said that it's, it's all about yourself not about what the other person you think may have done something to you yeah Um, Yeah. which is why in our closing each week Kaz and I always end with we'll see you in the mirror Mm. as in because we reflect each other absolutely yeah which we just love don't we because we love discussing that we love always you know go inside and actually go okay why has this come up where do I need to heal What, what is it that you know why does this keep triggering me about yeah. something else. Yeah. And it was really funny. Actually, earlier today I was down at the mall and I actually was waiting for a car space and another person came along and thought it was theirs and he bipped at me as I had my blinker on going, mine, mine, and I just went, no. And I just thought, it's very interesting, but I just kept thinking, but this is mine, I was here first. And then I drove, like the other car drove out so I could drive in and he honked and honked and honked and then I went, Okay, I've created this. I'm not sure what it's about, but I don't feel like I have stolen it. So get out and go, like walk in mm. proudly. And I did. <laughs> but just little things like that that can trigger you and you yeah. think, what was it about? And then, you know, was it me standing in my power or not? It didn't really matter. But it was just little things like that can make you angry or. It can you know, spoil or, your day too. Like, well, I must admit, I did, I did come back and check my car. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Make sure you just run a coin down the side exactly. of it your tyres down. <laughs> yeah, but it is very much about the little things as yes. well. Yeah, like you're saying, whether it's a little thing that can help empower you or help make you feel okay about yourself yeah. or whether it's a little thing that can completely change mm. your day and turn your day around. Yeah. You know, whether it's good or bad, positive yeah. or negative, helpful or unhelpful. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today, Kim. I, yeah. I think it's lovely. I've, oh. I've, I've known you for quite a while and always have um, enjoyed listening to you talk and everything like that. So where can our listeners get in contact with you if they'd like to? Uh, I've got a website, so www.134 is in the numbers, 134, matchsticks, M-A-T-C-H-S-T-I-C-K-S dot com dot A-U is probably the best way, otherwise there is email as well. So yeah. Well, we'll have a link on our Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom Facebook yeah, when page we post you as our well. podcast. Great. Yeah. Minus the beautiful songs, but that's okay. There's links there if they want to tune in as I suggest to listen to it. So what else, Kaz? We don't have much more time and I know that you've always got some wisdom to share with our... Wisdom to share. Yeah. Well, Kim's the one bringing wisdom to us today. (laughs) We all have wisdom. to us today. Um, Other than that vulnerability is the birthplace of love. I mean, we've talked about that all the way through. Joy, courage, sympathy, accountability, being authentic. Yeah. It all comes back down. Authentic. Yeah. That just so happens to be the name of our next song. Really? What do you think about that? 
I just love the way that no matter what the theme is, I can find a song with the name <laughs> of the theme in it. And as we've said, you know, authenticity comes from being uh, vulnerable. It does. And that's our last song, which is called Authenticity by Tiffany Alvoid. So what do you think about that? It was very synchronistic, wasn't it? I know. <laughs> I know. All planned. All planned. It was planned. But the last one, the last little quote before we go by Brené Brown is the authenticity paradox. Vulnerability is the last thing I want you to see in me and the first thing to look in for you, which is what we said earlier in the show. So thank you, Kim. Thank you very much, Karen and Kaz, for having me. We'll have you back another time. Thank you. Enjoy, everybody. You have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz. Until next time, may your days be filled with love and gratitude. And remember, we'll see you in the mirror. Namaste. I bow to the divine in you. You have been listening to Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom with Karen and Kaz on Radio Northern Beaches, 88.7 or 90.3. If you've enjoyed our conversations today and you would like more information, Please connect with us on our Facebook page, Inspiring Pearls of Wisdom.